Hello and welcome to the Natural Birth Co podcast. I'm excited to have you here to have you listen to this epic podcast with Grace, who is the founder of Bloom Chinese Medicine. Now, Grace is a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine and she and the practice very much specializes in women's health, particularly the whole preconception phase, so getting your cycles on track, helping you conceive your babe through pregnancy, pregnancy and birth preparation, flipping breaches, dealing with morning sickness, reflux, pain, all of that good stuff, and then also the massive transitions in the motherhood journey as well, breastfeeding, all that sort of stuff. So I'm really excited to bring this podcast to you today because Grace also talks about her amazing home birth experience and how she integrated traditional Chinese medicine into her preconception, pregnancy and postnatal phase as well. And I just find this really interesting where I find that she explains this really simply. I feel like whenever we want to take on like living in alignment with this, you know, certain way of living, whether it be Chinese medicine or Ayurveda or something like that, it always seems so complex and difficult. Whereas Grace explains this just super simply. And I really like the approach. So I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Just a couple of things I wanted to mention quickly. We have our Christmas party coming up on the 23rd of November. I am so excited for this. We haven't done a Christmas party before, so I feel super duper pumped. It's just going to be super casual down at Cotton Tree at 10 in the morning, as I said, on the 23rd of November. And um, yeah, you can bring your toddlers, bring your babies. If you're pregnant and your baby's still inside you, absolutely come along. Um, You don't have to be a member to come along to this. If you were a past member or just not at all and you just want to get around the pregnant and postnatal community on the sunny coast, then absolutely come along. Last thing I wanted to mention is that our 2024 Appleton's Birth Workshops are open and they are going quickly. The January one is already sold out. There's a couple left for February, March and April. So if you are interested in doing an Appleton's Birth Workshop with yourself and your partner to fully learn how to birth naturally in the hospital setting, then jump on over to our website, reach out to me and you can book yourself in or get some more information um yes amazing i really hope you enjoy the podcast and i'll talk to you soon this podcast is brought to you by natural birth co we help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Amazing. Thanks for joining us. Very welcome. Pleasure to be here. It's been a while. You've been jet setting all around Australia, so obviously for a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yep. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Grace, do you want to give us a little introduction about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So, I am. My name's Grace. I am an acupuncturist and a Chinese medicine practitioner, and uh, I run a clinic called Bloom Chinese Medicine in Maruchidor. 
and our main focus at the clinic is on helping women to conceive and then carry a healthy pregnancy and have a healthy postpartum. Um, we do love to treat the whole family, but we have a do we do have a strong focus on that women's health and menstrual health side. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's me. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and how did you kind of delve into this? women's health world and mm-hmm. it kind of developed that special focus. Yeah, sure. So I started practicing in beginning of 2014 and when I started practicing, I actually wanted to go into a specialty of, I wasn't quite sure, but maybe something in kind of the neuroscience sort of realm. I was just fascinated, curious about that whole complex system. Yeah. And it was really just when I got into practice and I started treating patients and saw what was coming in and I was getting so many women's health clients. Mm. And then I started to get a few fertility clients and I kind of went, "Mm, I should probably learn a little bit more about this because I'm starting to see a lot of it. So I did a few courses and then it really just snowballed. Like the more I learned about it, the more I was like, I need to know more. This is so interesting. So fascinating. And it really just, um, it just grew from there. So... Yeah. Amazing. I'm not surprised, honestly. Like I feel mm. almost every single woman has some sort of hormonal issues. Yeah. And the fact that that is kind of, I guess, what triggered all this thing is women coming to you for hormonal health. Yeah. That just doesn't surprise me at all. Hey? Absolutely. It's at the at the bottom of so many, so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. Or alongside yes. other things too. Like yeah. other issues and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. issues, mood issues, all sorts of things. And there's 100%. always hormone stuff in conjunction Period problems, pain, irregularities, yeah. no period. Yeah. Those sorts of things. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, mm. interesting. So when it comes to I've got some little notes here, sorry, I'm gonna read. Um Yeah. So when it comes to our preconception, pregnancy, postnatal mm. time of life, how can acupuncture help these women and what would be their symptoms that would trigger them to think acupuncture would benefit them? So the beauty of Chinese medicine as a whole, and just to be um, just to give a, a brief overview, mm. Chinese medicine is like an umbrella term and then acupuncture is sort of one of the one of the um, bits that mm-hmm. kind of comes underneath that banner of Chinese medicine. So we also have things like cupping, herbs, moxa, mm. heat therapies, um, diet and lifestyle sort of modifications mm-hmm. as well. So um, at the clinic we do – we always do the acupuncture treatments but we always include other bits from Chinese medicine as well. And the real beauty of Chinese medicine is that – it, when it was um, like, let's talk two, three, four thousand years ago, Chinese medicine doctors used to only be paid when their patients stayed well. So if they wow. got sick, they didn't get paid because they hadn't done their job right. So <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Like, that's not how it is anymore. They then go home and smoke like 50 cigarettes and <laughs> have a carton of beers, but it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so there's this really rich tradition of. Mm wellness and how to just live your life in a way to keep yourself well so the beauty of Chinese medicine is that you actually don't need symptoms to to benefit from it that being said here modern day western society in Australia we approach healthcare very differently Mm. and generally it's not until something goes wrong that we seek out help from somebody So so yeah so even though you don't need symptoms most everyone who does come into the clinic has got some sort of symptom because yeah. let's be honest, no one has perfect health with yeah. the culmination of the life we've lived, the the way we were born mm-hmm. from everything that's come up to this point. Mm-hmm. So Chinese medicine can kind of step in at any point on that journey. So looking from 
okay, I think I want to have a baby or even just my cycles aren't regular. If I do want to try, how can I regulate my cycles so I can try? (laughs) And then what happens if maybe things aren't working like you'd like them to or in Mm -hmm. the time frame you'd like them to, what next? Or how to pursue Mm -hmm. things like testing to see what might be going on for both yourself and your partner. Um, Help with figuring out do I need IVF or not? Mm -hmm. Uh, We can be part of that that picture um everything from you know then when conception does happen morning sickness symptoms like morning sickness um pelvic pain reflux Mm -hmm. all of the any sort of pain acupuncture absolutely excels at but there's so much more we can do as well like I mentioned before the mood the gut Mm. um headaches and migraines even period pains and pelvic pains as well um and so all throughout your pregnancy, we can help with the myriad of things that inevitably wow. comes up. Um, and then even just helping to support the body as it goes through these shifts and grows and grows a human and grows a placenta and does all the things that it's doing. Um, and then prep for labour as well, just helping to soften muscles and ligaments around the pelvis there's this really cool thing that Chinese medicine offers to help flip breech babies, mm-hmm. which is it's fascinating that even in the research, there's they can't figure out how, yeah. but there's a definite cause theme. and effect. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. that it can help flip breech babies a lot of Which the time. Which is wild. It's so wild. On like the pinky toe. It's on the pinky toe. <laughs> and everyone's like, sense? how does that work? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> But it's, it's the only use for that one point. It's the yeah. only use for it and that's wow. it. And it works really well. So, um, yeah, and then everything through to the other side where there might be breastfeeding issues or milk supply, mm-hmm. just general recovery yeah. from birth and just helping to replenish the mum after that huge marathon of mm. labour and birth, however it's worked out for her. Yeah. So, And there's also a – we don't offer this really much at the clinic now, but there's also a whole branch for babies and paediatrics too, which right. we might look at at some point in the future. So yes. it's really quite cool that we can help support mums everywhere from, oh, my cycles aren't regular to I want to have a baby and then see them the whole way through. It's so amazing. So special. Yeah. How exciting, especially yes. for some people that journey – can be quite long like yeah. what a what a support for them to have you know that once a month or whatever that they do to see the same person and get that continuity of care absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah amazing that's really interesting about I love that perspective of we often don't do something for our health until we experience symptoms mm. and Chinese medicine it really is so holistic and encompassing mm. with what it achieves and how it can you know, be used to almost prevent rather than cure. Yeah. What would you say, is it a consistent thing that you need to do? Like yes. when you're doing Chinese medicine? Yeah. yeah. So something that's really well documented in the research with acupuncture is that it has a cumulative effect. Right. So just having one session would be like taking a tenth of a Panadol and expecting it to fix your headache. Totally. Yeah. So, and for some people, some people do have that kind of one treatment. Oh, you fixed me. And we yeah. kind of go, oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> but that's not the norm. Magic. That's not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it depends also if someone's, let's say, had a headache for a day, we're probably going to be able to resolve that a lot faster than someone who's had irregular and painful periods for 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really does take that 
Uh, I mean, the research often says two to three times a week, but, you know, that at least once a week, maybe once a fortnight, mm. um, consistency with the mm-hmm. other bits and pieces with herbs and maybe, maybe supplements and diet and that sort of stuff um, to to kind of resolve those more long-standing Absolutely. issues. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting. I'm going to ask you a bit of a um, personal question, but I feel yeah. like other people will find it interesting as well. With periods, mm. I don't get any pain with my periods at all, but I realised going through it with Emmy, Emmy the other day that they were very irregular, like anywhere mm. from... 26 days to 32 days Mm. um but I feel fine with them like I don't yeah it's not a big deal to me Mm -hmm. do you think that that's like is that are we meant to have a very regular cycle I think I think it's probably ideal for it to be regular to maybe the like two to three days. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. Like if it's like, you know, 28, 29, 30, and it kind of cycles between them. Yeah. I'd say that's probably pretty fine. 26 to, what did you say? 30, 32. 32. That's maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be a number of reasons why that, yeah. that might be happening. Um, but if it was. You know, if it was, let's say, 21 days to 35 days, I'd be yeah. like, that's a problem. Totally. <laughs> really off. Totally. Yeah. yeah because like yeah. you said, if you're asymptomatic, yeah. if things are comfortable, you're, you know, and you're getting, you know, you kind of know where you're at in your cycle. You can yeah. kind of track that. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not such a problem, especially if that's been the case for you, like, forever. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. Mm. Periods are just such funny things. And, like, I've <laughs> looked at, like, on the months that I've had, like, a 32-day cycle, I'm like, oh, was I really stressed, like, two weeks mm. ago or whatever it was to prevent ovulation? And I'm like, it wasn't necessarily more stressful than other months. So, it's like... It would be so interesting yeah. to track your cycle for a few months and see... What happens? Yeah. See when you're ovulating and what parts are kind of changing. and Yeah. And so also be super stringent on like tracking your diet and your exercise and your You don't stress. even have to do that though. You don't as reckon? Long, well, you could. But yeah. for most people, that's not very sustainable. No. So or oftentimes we start with getting our patients to track their cycle using yeah. the BBT charting. So using a thermometer to track oh. their cycle. Yeah. Taking their temp first thing in the morning. And that over the course of a cycle gives you heaps of data about what's kind of happening when. And so if something out of the ordinary happens, you can kind of pop that on your chart and yeah. just make a little mental note of it without having to remember it. But you yeah. also don't have to track any more or less than, than you want to. And you can yeah. still get that information of like what seems to be happening on a 26-day cycle, what seems to be happening on a 32-day cycle. So true, mm. so true, so true. I should do. That. I should try that temperature monitoring. I've never <laughs> done that before. I've tried to do different tracking yeah with um like food and stuff and mm-hmm. gosh it's just a it's a lot it's a punish it's hectic especially yeah especially if you're eating like three meals plus totally the like, there's a lot of writing things that's down. a lot of writing stuff <laughs> down if you're working how do you do that exactly know. yeah don't have time for that that's for sure <laughs> um cool so you have a 14 month old you said yes. hey amazing yeah. so you've been a mama for 14 months i know i would love um for you to touch on your birth experience mm yeah, so it's wild that it was like over a year ago now. Crazy. Um, yeah. So we had a home birth. It was really, really, really great. Um, we are based just south of Gympie. So we're out in the country on five acres. And so when we kind of moved there, it was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna birth here when we when we do have our, have our baby. So um, 
it was it was honestly pretty pretty standard I think for like a first time mum. I think it was seventeen yeah. hour labour. Awesome. And it started at about six PM, so it was a very long night and the next day. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. I had such a stitch up that it starts at night time, <laughs> like at bedtime. <laughs> I know. And you're like, okay, yep, it's happening. I think this is it. So that's cool. Um the so we had a private midwife and then we had a doula as well. And oh. then my partner's mum actually came up as well to kind of be the person to be like, have the foods, have the drinks, which yes. was which was great. So there was – it was, you know, busy, but, I mean, I didn't really notice. Mm-hmm. Um, the only kind of semi-remarkable thing, I think, about my labour was that um, <laughs> if you look at pictures of me when I was like 40 weeks pregnant, I am all belly. I'm quite, I'm quite a small person. <laughs> yes. And it was all out in front. Like, all out, you hardly knew from the side that I was pregnant, but I was like – I couldn't drive. Like I couldn't reach the pedals with my short legs because my belly hit the steering wheel. It was That's more, amazing to yeah, imagine. Yeah. Um, but basically, what that meant, and you know, perhaps if I'd done some more of the exercises like you recommended, oh. this might have changed. But Bub was very over my pelvic bone. Yes. And so, what the midwife ended up doing was she was using a rebozo, the, the wrap. And during contractions, she was pulling up and kind of pulling her up and back in. And yes. it was so full on. Um, but it worked. It was So great. was this in an all fours position? No, I was standing. So standing. I had, I think, I was leaning back against my mother-in-law actually. And yes. then the midwife was behind her with the rebozo. I can't remember if I... Tom, my partner, was in front of me or if I was just holding onto the table. I don't remember. You would have had but to be holding onto something, right? I was right? definitely holding yeah. onto something. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It was during a contraction, so it was pretty hectic. That would have been very intense. It was very intense, yeah. The old lift and tuck. I could just imagine that with like – can you just – yeah, think about that. A tiny pelvis with a baby right yeah. out the front and I'll then you've got you a contraction. I would love yeah. to see, yeah, yeah. a contraction – happening and you're kind of lifting baby and trying to yeah exactly, into the exactly. Canal. like that's just wild to think about yeah, yeah yeah and so that was at some point I think in the early hours maybe around 2 a.m yeah okay and then yeah, about 6 30 my waters broke yeah yeah a.m 6 30 a.m yeah wow yeah okay, so later on late, but yeah. that kind of triggered that second stage of labor amazing and that was when it went from oh yeah this is this is intense and then it was like oh no this is what it's about I wow. get it <laughs> do you reckon that triggered when that waters broke did you go into transition or did you go into pushing second stage not yet yeah okay not neither yet the, okay. the contractions just really amped up absolutely yeah, and I was doing actually when my waters broke I was doing the crab walks up and downstairs. Wow. As suggested by my midwife, I think. Amazing. To try and like, be like, okay, let's try and get Bub down the pelvis. Yes. Um, and that, I think maybe I was in that for, I don't know, 45 minutes. Wow. And then I, they popped me on the toilet. I got in the water, but then it slowed down. So they got me out of the water, popped me on the toilet, and then I started pushing. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, those waters do provide such a beautiful cushion mm. for you and babes, don't they? Like mm. especially when you think of the longevity of a labor, if we can do some of the hard work with those waters still oh. intact, man, it just really helps with like we really focus on at Natural Birth Co. a big part of reducing exhaustion, reducing physical yes. and mental exhaustion. I know that was a big 
concern of my midwives. Yes. Just because pretty much from about 8 p.m. my contractions had been five minutes or less. Yes. Like apart. So yes. they've been just constant. Absolutely. So yeah. no sleep. No. And then like imagine if you're kind of mentally having to deal with the intensity of no waters around your baby contractions. Mm. Yeah, it definitely impacts it for sure. Mm. Did you get any vaginal exams through your birth? No. No, Interesting. And that didn't – yeah, did anything go through your mind? Because that's something that a lot of mamas are very Mm. curious throughout their birth. Like, how how far along am I? How long have I got Mm. left to go? Do you have any tips on how to manage that? Not really. Yeah. I had done a bunch of reading while pregnant and Mm. – Enough to know that even if you're like four centimetres dilated, and this happened to someone I know um, quite recently, mm. um, you know, you can still be having your baby within an hour. Mm-hmm. So I knew it wasn't, it wasn't really a good predictor. Mm-hmm. And so when I talked to my midwife about it, she was like, that's totally fine. We can do no VEs. Amazing. And there was really no point. I was just going by what my body, how my body felt. And then, you know, Absolutely. when my waters broke, it was like, okay, that's a progression. The contractions got more intense. That's a progression. Yes. Started to push. That's a progression. And then 100%. we got back in the water and just worked hard till she was born. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I think that's a just a big, um, I don't know. That perspective comes with education and good yeah. perspective and, and positive perspective, right? Whereas, as you say, the water's breaking is a progression. All those sorts of things that you mentioned are a progression. So we need to look at that. And what we really go into is the sensation in the back passage. So yes. are you starting yes. to feel sensation in the back passage? Not necessarily pushing, but just a pressure, mm. you know, even at the peak of the contraction, that's progression. Mm. Kind of holding on to these little areas of progression that are just from a a knowing not someone else having to go in and measure and tell you that you're progressing and that comes with that knowledge of understanding that with also the knowledge of understanding that vaginal exams really tell us fuck all about the progression (laughs) yeah and (laughs) trusting in your own body and your own process and that yes and my midwife was doing the fetal heartbeat Yes. And so I was even in the back of my mind kind of paying a little bit of attention to that, just yeah. enough to be like, she'd kind of say the number. I'm like, yep, that's fine. Yes. We're good. We're I'll good. just keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. What was your best technique to manage pain and labor, do you I think? I loved the tens. Yes. The tens. Amazing. Oh, divine. Would I recommend it to everyone? Yes, me yep. too. Yep. I also used the. Um, little press tacks that we use oh we'll get into that for sure that's great yep actually in one of my I'll just I'll just explain it yes um in acupuncture we have these really cool little um they're leave-in needles and I know that sounds terrifying but it's not (laughs) yeah they're like a mil long they're really really short so much so that you don't even notice they're there and they're kind of taped sort of Mm -hmm. very very securely um onto your skin and so I had them on a bunch of a bunch of different points. I kind of put them on when I was like, yeah, pretty sure this is labour and I just put them all in. So I didn't yes. have to think about it. Um, Good idea. And actually one of my favourite photos of like kind of the moments after my daughter was born, you can see on my hand, <gasps> I've got the press tag there, oh, which is kind of cool. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we always have mamas coming into yoga with your guys' press yeah. tags in for sure. Yeah. So what points did you use specifically mm. for that during labour? Um, so I used these ones on the hands, which yeah. are a good pain relief. Pain relief, yeah. Pain relief points. Um, pericardium 6, this one's called, okay. on the wrist, which uh, on the inner side of the wrist. And that's really good for any nausea. I didn't have too much oh. nausea, but it's, it, I, 
thought I might. So And who you know. knows, maybe you would have without the press maybe, tag. Maybe, maybe. Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. Um, I had between the um, big toe and the second toe as well, yes. which is another pain relief. Is that KD1? No, that's liver three. Uh, Kidney one is underneath, underneath. the foot. Uh, I thought maybe a, it went through. <laughs> well, a yeah. lot of people will hold both. Yeah, yeah And kind of massage both. Yeah, um, Kidney ones are nice grounding and kind of just coming bring down points. we call it the pressure button in our the pressure workshop button. yeah, yeah. leave yeah. mum is in freak out mode Boop. yes exactly <laughs> but not with a needle that one it hurts too much yeah feckle <laughs> i could see that actually yeah um and then i did spleen six which is just above the ankle yes um, inside of the ankle bone which is just a nice kind of help assist with the contractions and totally yeah. and so i just had those in the whole time so good yeah. and they're so fine good. to be in the water and, and yes like that, so that's a fantastic mm, idea. Unlike the tens, which you obviously can't take into the water. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you take the tens off when you went into the water, and then when you got out and got, went to the toilet, on. you put it back on? Yeah, dried yourself it quickly. Went, it went on and off about three times. At one yes. point, I was in the shower, and then it come off. Like you know, contraction finished. Turn the water off, dry, get it on before the next contraction. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> it was good! Like it's time, get it on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could just imagine. Yeah. Okay, cool. So tens machine yeah, and your imagine. pressure tax yeah. for managing pain and labor. Yeah. Yeah. How was your partner through the whole experience? Oh, he was great. Yes. He was great. great. Yeah. What we, you- we had done some um, hypnobirthing. Cool. Actually, through our doula, she cool. kind of taught us privately. So, um, and even though, to be honest, a lot of the hypnobirthing stuff went totally out the window as soon as I was in labor. Yes. <laughs> but I think what that course really did was give him knowledge of what would happen in birth and mm. how I might be responding, how I might be and mm-hmm. how, you know, and him knowing that he didn't, you know, he could just be there to support yes. me. So, yeah, he was great. So good. Like yeah. what what would you say his best support techniques were for you that you really enjoyed? Hmm. I mean, he was always just asking me what I needed. Okay. That's great. Yeah. 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 I was constantly getting him to massage my, my, my butt and my yeah. sacrum and my back. And yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And even Amazing. just sometimes he was just the hand, cr- like, you know, he'd be getting his hands crushed. Yes. <laughs> With this extreme strength out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool. And then you birthed your babe. What time was it the next day? Uh, 9.39. 9.39. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Was that just the most incredible experience? Yeah, it was so cool. So yeah, cool. I, I caught her myself, so that was amazing. <gasps> what position were you in? I always had like one knee on the ground and then one kind of leg up. Sick. Yeah. Like a little lunge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, so that was so cool because I just reached down and then I was like, oh. Yeah, easy. You are. Like, yeah. <laughs> Been waiting for you. That's really cool. That is so cool. That's just amazing. So we kind of touched on this, but I reckon you could even go deeper. Um, How you included Chinese medicine throughout your different phases. Mm. So including like, I guess, preconception, pregnancy, you explained birth and postnatal. Mm. So, I mean, we started preparing for pregnancy like way before we were ready to even to start trying. We were like, like, um, and my partner was totally on board with this, but we started preparing maybe a year before. And um, in that time, we did end up buying a house, which we went, okay, well, let's not try yet. Let's, yeah. keep, let's give it a bit longer. <laughs> let's get into a new house. But let's keep preparing in the sense exactly, of health exactly. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we just 
did a lot of the, I mean, neither of us are big drinkers. We've never smoked yes. that sort of stuff. Um, obviously, being a health professional. Yes, <laughs> yes. With that. We were on, a, you know, some supplements like prenatals and yeah. um, beef liver and some cod liver oil. And cool, cool. Fun, fun things like that. Yeah. Um, and what else did we do? Just just basic lifestyle stuff, you know, getting moving, trying to get enough sleep as much as we could, you know, yes. in the season of life that kind of was. Yes. Um, and, I mean, Chinese medicine focuses a lot on, like, the everyday bits and pieces. So, you mm. know, slowing down, resting, not something I'm amazing at, but <laughs> constantly mm-hmm. working on. Um, but mm-hmm. even in terms of, like, diet, there's a big, a strong emphasis on warm cooked yeah. Um, food so slow cooked meats and you know roasted veggies and yeah. everything that's cooked to make it easier for your body to digest so bone broths and hot yeah. teas so for years I've always lent more towards that mm-hmm. um, within reason you know on a 40 degree day I'm gonna go for an iced tea over a yeah <laughs> over a hot tea yeah but um, most of the time opting for that heat over the cool just to yeah. In Chinese medicine, that just really helps nourish our digestive fire, mm-hmm. helps kind of stoke the fire and keep everything moving like it should, helps us produce the energy and help keep it moving around our body mm. really well. So mm-hmm. um, I also tracked my cycle for a bit. I was actually tracking how much I was eating Wow! Um, because I was suspicious that I maybe wasn't eating enough. And Interesting. interestingly, what I noticed was the days that I didn't eat as much as I my body apparently needed I'd have a really big drop in my temperature on my chart wow so which is a sign usually of the body in a bit of stress interesting yeah and that became a really consistent pattern that I noticed so for example especially after a work day because if Mm. I'd work late Mm -hmm. um it's very hard to eat in the clinic Mm. the next day I would invariably have a drop um and then if I spend a few days really focusing on just eating a bit extra, um, trying to include a little bit more of the bone broths, maybe some liver or, you know, whatever, yeah. um, they'd go right back up. Um, and that process really helped my cycle as well because I have in the past suffered from some very gnarly period pains. Wow. Yeah, and that helped a lot Interesting. with that as well. So, so in that year leading up, you you were still off and on experiencing period pain? I was, I think. It wasn't yeah. anything like I had in the past. Yeah. Um, I lived in Melbourne for four years and I think the cold in Melbourne does not agree with me and that was when I think I experienced, experienced my worst mm-hmm. periods when I lived down there. I was also really stressed and worked too hard and mm-hmm. went out all the time and, you know, yeah. well, had lived a great life but had awful periods. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Always a sacrifice yeah, somewhere, exactly. isn't it? <laughs> so it really came back to, you know, coming back to my body and yeah. trying to honour it a little bit more and yeah. giving it what it needed. And Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, that's fantastic. So a year you and your husband prepped in taking different herbs, mm-hmm. eating warm, avoiding alcohol, um, which wasn't mm-hmm. that hard, and um, the sleep, etc. Yeah. yeah, interesting yeah. and trying to eat eat more. Well, and I want to just acknowledge that like yeah. a year, most people don't do that and that's fine. Yes. Like, that's just yeah. – how it worked out for us you know mm-hmm. we had a we had a really good sit down one day and kind of mapped out what we would like to happen mm. you know give or take depending on life but mm. um, um and we kind of put in a vague okay here's when we're gonna start trying and so I kind of went cool well that's like 
a year from now. So let's kind of start slowly making changes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, bam, we're going to try soon. So let's yes. do it all now. Absolutely. Yeah. And the but thing we is, had that luxury too. So yes. I just want to acknowledge that one. Good yeah. call. Good yeah. call. I love that. Because the thing is, I guess as well for you, both by the sounds, it wasn't a huge sacrifice, that preparation time. Yeah. Like for some yeah. people, you know, that would be a massive sacrifice of, of some values that they may have yeah. um, to, to do that. So they may not want to just leisurely do it for a year. And that's cool too, Absolutely. as you say. So, yeah. Um, yeah, what does your husband do? He's a digital marketer. Ah, yeah. interesting. So he oh, works like I'm home. looking for one of those at the moment. I just did that today. We'll talk more after. Yeah. <laughs> Is he into pregnancy and birth? <laughs> mm, probably not, not so quite. much as I am. <laughs> It's more my oh, jam. That's so funny. Cool. So is he very much um, inclined to, yeah, like health and wellness as well? Not necessarily. Okay. He actually has a job um, working for a, a friend's company down in Melbourne at the moment. So he just yes. kind of works with them. Yeah. But he works from home, which is wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah especially yeah. with um, your kid and you being able to come to the clinic. Yeah. 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 Oh, fascinating. Oh, that's cool. So he was, even though he's not that way inclined as such, he was still like super on board to do all the prep and for a year and yes, all that. Yes, but his yeah. parents are also health practitioners. Oh, wow. Yeah. His dad's a kinesiologist and his mum uh, doesn't practice anymore, but she was a massage therapist and a homeopath. So Wow. Yeah, so he was. Oh. He grew up with it. So it, It's, yeah, not that weird. Not, not that weird for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair call. Cool. It's so yeah. funny when like everything's weird to someone yeah, like what's something that you can absolutely. you think super weird and yeah. not saying that I do but yeah. people would think that that's weird yeah. and then you know to us it's super normal and yeah. then something that we think super weird they're like what the fuck this is yeah. normal like yeah totally it's just crazy yeah, yeah okay cool so I'm intrigued your general lifestyle of living oh actually no let's continue into once you fell pregnant what did you do sure for, yeah much much the same. Mm-hmm. I really didn't change much mm-hmm. except for when I had to with a little bit of morning sickness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, went off some foods and just ate a lot of cheese. And I, wanted, I had a lot of like bread with butter, with cheese and yes. extra salt on top. That was my thing. Yum. So much salt and fat. That's what I wanted. Anyway. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Do you find that you, with your diet, you have any like – things that you avoid or sensitivities yeah I don't actually Me too. No. I um I used to yeah, I used right. to suffer a lot with I'd yeah had to stay away from this and that but honestly for me cutting more or less cutting out alcohol wow like and focusing on like the bone broths and the slow cook yes. things that's kind of I can eat like everything now and I couldn't Fantastic. a while ago so yeah and I do make a lot of my own food at home I love cooking so yeah that, that helps um I make you know, sourdough and I make a lot Ooh, of... Mm, nice. Know. Yeah. That would have taken a few trial and errors, I imagine. Definitely. Yeah. Still, still get the odd brick every now and then, but <laughs> most of them are all right. <laughs> Chuck it to the chickens, they'll love it. Oh, we still eat it. <laughs> it's so food. good. It's still food. It's, it's still fine. food. It's yeah. nourishing sometimes. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just... You know, you just have to toast it. Absolutely. Put a lot of butter on it. <laughs> you know what? What am I saying, Susan? My girlfriends freaking love it when I say this is... Yeah, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to really, really like, and I'm, I've always been pretty good at this, but you know, when I just, you go through levels and you go through, this is my standard for health now. And then mm. you reach a point where you want to take it a bit further and et cetera. And yeah, I'm going yeah. through one of those mm-hmm. um, steps at the moment. And one of my sayings is, I ain't no bitch to my taste buds. And I just <laughs> <laughs> give myself a kick like in the that. ass. I 
and it makes me Make laugh. And I'm like, I don't fucking good. need that. Yeah, exactly. But then if something's there and it's available yeah. and it tastes good and it's like all I want it for is because of the taste. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck's that? Like it's not even going to do anything for yeah. me, you know, except for negatives. So yeah, exactly. Make your own food taste good and you'll stop craving the Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. Okay, yeah, so much the same in pregnancy. Did yeah. anybody else do acupuncture on you? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I did get acupuncture. I did take herbs as well. Cool. Yeah. Not throughout the whole pregnancy, but here yeah. and there throughout it, especially kind of towards the end. Yeah. Um, which was really good. And um and then yeah, a lot of what else did I do? A little bit of, you know, self-massage and yeah. kind of acupressure, a little bit of acupuncture at home too. Yeah. I can do a little bit on myself. Um, yeah. Much nicer to have someone else do it, though. It would be, <laughs> much yeah, more relaxing. Yeah, yeah. I've um, done because you know how I did that, like crash course or whatever on mm. acupuncture, and I popped. I do put some in from time to time, but I can never like fully relax when I'm doing it on myself. In the sense of, I feel like I'm putting it into like a tense muscle rather than like being fully floppy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. it doesn't feel very good. Yeah, because you have to have your body somewhat activated to get the needle in. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Um, what about postpartum? Uh, again, the same, same. Just focusing on the warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think partly maybe because I was so far out, I had a really hard time adjusting to the pressure change in my abdomen. I thought everyone had this, but apparently it's not. That's not the case. <laughs> but I had a like, I had this thing where for about a week, when I would go from sitting to standing, just that pressure change in my abdomen, I would like get really breathless. Wow, it was insane. And my midwife was like, "Oh yes, this can happen." And I was like, "Okay, that's good." <laughs> yeah, but it was. I think my body had just been so big. Yes, and then it just went to being like you know there was nothing there, and it totally. was like, "What do I do with this space?" Yes, and, yes, and um, it's still contracting down, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, um, it was just like it was more up here. It was like the pressure, wow. the pressure release up here. It felt like a, a vacuity. Wow. Yeah, I can appreciate where you're coming mm, from. Not that I can relate, but yeah, I know what you mean. very strange. That sounds strange. Yeah, but I base, I wasn't mobile at all for a good number of weeks. I was just like, right. I was just <laughs> exhausted. Yes. Um, and so just saying, like, we had a lot of food um, in the freezer mm-hmm. so, and it was all stews and soups yes. and stuff and just hot teas and hot drinks and amazing yeah. and this was at the end like start of spring so it was still pretty cool like it yeah. wasn't super hot so it was very easy to do warm. and we had the fire going in the house a lot and oh, yeah how warm yeah and you just pretty much stayed in bed with your babes and more, more on the couch yeah yeah okay. we went between the bed and the couch because yeah. i of course had you know family visiting to help yeah. out as much as they could and i was like well i kind of want to talk to them so yeah. i just go and lie on the couch instead of lying in the bed yeah <laughs> it was great yeah. you just felt pooped as in like a normal oh yeah. post-birth yeah yeah as far as like, it's my my one time giving birth so yeah, yeah. and just like i think a lot of us you know, might feel like that, but not let ourselves yes. really, you know, relish in that. Because isn't yeah. it in Chinese medicine they do like 50, 50 days? 40 days. 40 days, yeah. Yeah, the, the golden month they call it. Yeah. It's like 40 days. Um, traditionally, I wouldn't necessarily advise what they did traditionally, but traditionally there would be like no showers, no – definitely don't wash your hair. But that was also because it, it was probably very hard to get hot water to bath in. So it was like – 
don't subject your body to cold. So it was like, right. don't shower, don't wash your hair, don't step outside and let the wind get on the back of your neck. And you basically just stayed in bed for 40 days. So I didn't quite do that because I got antsy and I was like, I just yeah. want to do some little, very little light walks while I'm all rugged up around. Yeah. Even just out on my balcony. We are on a hill, so there wasn't much walking up the hill, but it was yes. just out on the balcony. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, and, you know, keeping just keeping your belly and your back warm and your feet yes. warm. Yes. Amazing, yeah, amazing. baby on you. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Was your – and your recovery was fine, normal? Yeah. 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 I actually did have to make a trip to the hospital just the day – my daughter was born because I just needed to get some stitches, which oh, sucked. But yeah. it was it was definitely a bit of a pain because I was like, oh, I've made it this far. But I was also just did so your midwife not do stitching? Uh, she didn't want to for that one, for right? Mine. So yeah, I just yeah, I had a second yeah. degree, and it, she yeah. thought it might be a third degree. Oh, so she okay. was like, I'm gonna just I don't good. feel comfortable. I'm gonna refer you to the hospital. To, and yeah, yeah. And that was that was a good decision, and yeah. I was so happy to have birthed at home that I was yeah. kind of like, okay. We can do this. Yeah. First car ride's a bit sooner than I would have liked, but that's okay. Oh, especially for like, what would that have been, like an hour or something? Oh, no. Like to ten, 10 minutes. No, oh, sorry. Gimpy Gimby Gimby. Hospital. Gimby oh, Hospital. Oh, fuck yeah. So we're like 10 minutes from Gimpy Hospital. And, we and did one get, of the doctors there did it. Yeah, we got a really good doctor um, there and it didn't take that long, so it was Perfect. fine. But. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. So good, so good. But aside from that, like, yeah, it was fine. That was quite sore, but... Um, yes recovery was really quite good yeah I actually listened to something the other day I'd love your opinion mm. with Tez at at the hospital this mm. is what we do we give peri packs for ice mm-hmm. on the perineum right and I understand that they're trying to reduce inflammation so that it can heal but then we're also reducing circulation so this other thing mm. that I saw said to not do that and this is like you know day in the life of a pregnant woman just conflicting yeah research everywhere what are your thoughts on on what to do to heal tears did you do ice no no i didn't do ice um i couldn't bring myself to it yeah with knowing what i know yeah with chinese medicine um from a um this is a little bit separate to the talk about circulation and everything, but from a Chinese medicine perspective, putting ice directly on those sensitive tissues can just introduce, we call it introducing cold into the mm-hmm. abdomen, which can then contribute to things like period pains, um, mm. stasis, stagnation um, in the abdomen, and um, which is not to say everyone will get that. But uh, where was I going with that? I'm not sure what the research says with the ice on tears at the moment, mm. but the last... I checked, which was a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, like, you know, the RICE protocol, rest, ice, elevation, compression, elevation. Mm-hmm. The, there, was some, there was another piece of research that came out not long ago and it pretty much said that the only thing of those that is actually useful, is, I can't remember now if it's elevation or compression, I think it's compression is the only one that's helpful. The ice... For, for, healing, for healing wounds yeah. in general. yeah. So for the ice, for ice, there was a definite time frame. I can't remember if it was the first two hours or something like that where ice was beneficial and any time after that, it actually slowed healing. So That's so mm. interesting. And this wasn't tears. That. This was in other injuries like sprained ankles or whatever. Yes, so I yes, don't yes. know if it correlates to tears, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I totally agree because that's interesting. Even the rest aspect, I've, I've seen – 
and heard of people, you know, doing knee injuries, etc. And rest is actually the worst thing for it. We actually want to be standing exactly. up and walking around on it, like obviously with these certain protocols yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but exactly. Like that's interesting. The ice thing makes total sense because we're reducing circulation, as mm. is elevation reducing mm. circulation. So I honestly found the um, little peri bottles. Yes. The warm, warm, salty, well, you had warm, salty water, and I put mm-hmm. a little bit of lavender in it, and nice. that actually helped heaps because it was healing up like okay. And then yeah. the midwife suggested putting a bit of lavender in, and that actually made a huge difference. So, what did it do differently? I don't know. It just seemed to it just it seemed to just calm it. I think it kind of calmed the tissue down. Interesting. Mm. I fucking love lavender. It is mm. my favorite scent yeah, it's by far. So nice. Yeah, I'm actually run out. I need to get some more, but, but it's by that's far pretty much what I, all I use. Interesting. Really. So a peri- that's Just essentially like a sauce bottle sort of thing, yeah. like a squirty bottle. Yeah, a yeah. squirty bottle to kind of clean clean the wound when I was sitting on the loo. Yes, and, um, that was. Then I just kind of tried to stay off it and let it do its thing. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. I did use a heat pack here and there. I think. Interesting. No, I'm looking, going into the memory archives. Yeah, you didn't use a sitz bath at all. I didn't. Of and herbs. That's there's, interesting. There's no. Re- there's no. I think I just didn't think of it. To yeah, fair call. Fair call. Yeah. And no one was around me to say, "Hey, do a sitz bath." If yes. they had, I think I would have gone. Oh, good idea. Yes. I just didn't think of it. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? If I if I had my time again, I definitely would have. Yeah. Because yeah. on this thing, not not gonna lie, it was just some Instagram reel that I saw about yeah. the whole not using ice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she said the sitz bath. Yes. The squirty bottle that you were talking yep. about and heat packs as well. Yeah, yeah and resting, of course. Yes. Um, which that part, in contrary to what we were talking about with injuries like sprained ankles and stuff, I do feel like obviously for other reasons that resting is important for that postpartum. Yes. Yeah, which yes. I know you do as well. Absolutely. And um, there comes a time where you get sick of resting anyway. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and I think and that's I think a good that's sign to, to your say body. your body wants to move. You, yes. can, you can move in a way that feels good. And, Absolutely. You know, at one point, I think I was four weeks postpartum at this point, my partner wanted to show me something. I think there might have been a flower coming out at like the top of the drive. And it's like maybe 100 metres from the house. Yeah. It's fairly steep-ish. Yeah, I got halfway up and I just stopped and I went, I have to turn around. Like, I can't make it. Yeah. Too far. I can't do it. He was like, oh, okay. And helped me back to the house. He was like, yeah, I think I can do this. And I got halfway up and I was like, I can't do this. Yes. (laughs) How soon postpartum do you reckon that was? I think I was like four weeks. Like I was still just like, no, oh, man, this is, so this is my limit. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just such a it, – it would be a shock to the system being like going from being so capable and independent to yeah. being so, you know, I guess yeah. just limited with what you could do. I just – I feel like I would go a bit – I'd need to practice beforehand or something like that. Yeah, it's just different though. Yeah. You have a, you have a newborn attached to you. Totally. You know? That's way – at least for me, it was just like 100% of my focus was just like on her. So true. Yeah. So true. Mm. So true. So true. Those hormones are wild. Yes. So true. <laughs> they do change you. They oh, do yeah. change you. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, no, you're so right. Um, and I did have another epic question that yeah. I'm interested in. <laughs> the general lifestyle – and honestly, I think you're literally going to say – the same thing, but <laughs> which is so funny. I'm having almost a realization as we're speaking. Yeah. The general lifestyle of living in alignment with traditional Chinese mm-hmm. medicine and how you incorporate that into your day to day life. And mm-hmm. I want to give a bit of a kind of disclaimer here. This is as a mama and yep. as a business owner. Yeah. And like you've got lots of different other side projects on the go with, you know, conferences and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So I'd love your input with that. 
because I always use busy as like an excuse and I know it's an excuse. But it's it like, totally is. Yeah. It feels so real at the time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely it does. I do the same. Oh, life's yeah. so busy. I'm trying yeah, to say yeah. life's very full now. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that has a much nicer feel. I agree. And it's, and it's full. all a choice. Like we're exactly. choosing for it to be that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how I incorporate mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. All right. So... I mean, one of the big things in Chinese medicine is kind of living in accordance to the seasons. Yes. And so here in Queensland, we have we don't have as, as marked seasons like some mm-hmm. other places do. So we're not having to worry about snow weather and things mm. like that. Um, but, you know, that comes down to like really prioritising that warmth, especially in the cooler months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in summer, you know, maybe being a bit more lenient with that and moving a little bit mm. more and being more social, being more outgoing, um, in alignment with the, I suppose, cosmic energies mm. that are, you know, um, you know, what is it? It's leading up to, you know, the summer solstice, that energy is building. And yes. so it's like that, getting more outgoing and being more social and um, maybe doing more exercise and yes. spending less time on things like meditation and kind of going inward it's more about the outward maybe that's a good way to think of it I love that yeah yeah Um, I do and then when the when that changes and we go past that and the days start to get shorter again they start to get cooler then it becomes more about getting a bit more internal and introspective and good doing maybe doing your journaling and your um reflecting on yeah. the year or whatever, a um, bit more meditating, slower yeah. movements as opposed to, you know, doing some yin yoga instead of going for a run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, I don't follow that religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find – oh, here's, here's an interesting thing too. Going back to periods, menstrual mm. cycles, you can relate the same thing to where we are at in our cycle. Mm-hmm. There's a really interesting um, – uh, concept of seasons within the cycle so during menstruation that's our winter when it's time to like go inward and rest and hibernate and then we come into spring and summer around that ovulation time where we kind of come back out and we get more social and we have more Mm -hmm. energy and we want to do more things we take on more projects and then back to autumn when things start to slow down and we kind of go oh why did I take that on oh yeah I don't have the energy for that now (laughs) I just want to sit at home and watch Netflix yeah. <laughs> eat my warm soup and that's yes. all I want to do and so I probably live more by the cycle I'd say seasons yes. which is much more intuitive as well you know you kind of get, your oh. menstrual cycle sorry yeah more yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah yeah since it's come back yeah. um and I find that a much more intuitive way to do it yes. as well uh, I mean here because Christmas is in summer and we have the huge social season before Christmas that kind of is just naturally part of our life as well yeah um, but I do think it takes more um, intention to slow down in winter yes for most of us it's like oh no just keep going you know keep doing the things all the the businesses and the side projects and the working five days a week and yeah. the going out late at night and all the things that we like to fill our lives with but can exhaust us in time. Totally. Yeah. Um, totally. So have I answered your question? I've gone on a massive tangent Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So the question was how do you incorporate <laughs> Chinese medicine into your life, which you very well, much you're right. are. More of the same. Lots yes. of warmth. Yeah, lots of yeah. warmth. Um, keeping feet warm, you know, when it's – cool outside yes um trying to get out in nature trying to get outside it this all comes yeah. into chinese medicine moving moving your body moving my body yeah um in a way that feels good on that day at the time yeah um what else what 
don't know. I still, I still, I, I have not been very good with getting acupuncture since having my daughter, but I, am, ah, I do take herbs. Nice. Mm. Do you, um, you can't, you guys kind of, I, what do you say? Like prescribe your own herbs, yep. hey? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's like a whole thing in itself, hey? Yeah. Herbs are amazing. Herbs are amazing. I need yeah. to get around them more. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting you say that. I, what is keeps singing true to me here in, in lots of the stuff that you're saying in this chat is that I am such a planner and I almost feel like with Chinese medicine and to live in alignment with it, you really need to like tone down the planning because if you've planned a project and then you're like, well, fuck, I'm menstruating, then you're like, <laughs> what am I going to do? I can't just be flaky and same as like with yeah. friends and stuff like that. See, this is where it gets tricky having an irregular cycle because you yes. can't plan around it. So true. Yeah. That so would, true. I mean, that would be the ideal, the perfect, yeah. which, you know, let's be honest, we're human. And that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the ideal would be you try to not plan events yes. when you'll be menstruating if that's, if that's an option for yeah. you. Um, so I don't think it's about not planning. I think it's about uh, taking it – taking – those aspects into consideration when you're planning yes yeah yeah absolutely because I definitely I remember it was a couple of years back now and I had a birth workshop on like day one of my period and mm. they said it, they were lovely they said it was fine but I just felt so lost the whole workshop you know when you yeah. catch yourself tangenting left right and center yeah. and you're like I am just not articulating yeah. myself well. I'm yeah. not explaining myself well. And that can happen on that day one of my period. I just, my <laughs> mind is just mush. Yeah. And I, I remember from that day, I was like, never yeah. again. <laughs> I'm going to plan my workshops. But it's hard because you're doing it like six months out. And it's like, I know. what you, if, you know, one month is... Yeah, tw- you can't even, always. Ah, it's you can't hard. always forget. And um, I'm laughing because I think... How many months? I think I've had my period back for four months. Yeah. And three of those months, I've gotten my period on one of my busy work days. <laughs> I'm only working two days a week. <laughs> yeah. And it's come on my busiest shift uh, in the week three times. What? It's come on that day. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So I like, Unlucky. To, I like to take it as a sign that I am able to use my intuition more that day. Yes. <laughs> because the cognitive um, no. abilities just aren't there. So I need to tune into Yes. My intuition a little bit more. Yes. Which is not to say I forget everything. No, um, no, no. But, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I'm kind of like, is this on purpose? Is this happening because I should be doing this? I'm not sure. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Yeah, I know. I can't. Yeah. Or do you have like a different aura that's coming off when you're menstruating that the mamas really like? I know. Interesting. I mean, it's still the same day of the week. So it's like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How funny is that? So, so you've had it back for four months. So yeah. you would have got it back at 10 months then. Yeah. And you're still very much breastfeeding. Yeah. Was it a shock to get it back? Not really. Yeah. Um, I had a random bleed at like five months postpartum and uh-huh. I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Yes. <laughs> um, but then I didn't get another one and it wasn't a shock, but I know my body pretty well. And given that I educate women to mm-hmm. help know their bodies, I was pretty sure at one point, I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm ovulating. So yes. then when a couple of weeks later, the bleed came, I was like, ah, okay, you were, I was ovulating. There yes. you go. Here it is. And was that more so from mucus that you were able to yeah. determine that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I wasn't tracking my temperature then. Yes. too hard with breastfeeding and when you're <gasps> up during the night still. Yeah. Because yeah. don't you need, you need to do it like first thing, stick it under the tongue before you even swallow sort of situation. So, so the ideal is as soon as you wake up in the morning, you 
take the oral thermometer, you pop it under your tongue. Mm. Um, you just need to have had about three to four hours of solid sleep. And that's where it gets tricky with breastfeeding. Ah, yes, of so course. So I actually bought, there are some really cool devices that you can use now to track your cycle. Most of them aren't very cheap. Yeah. But I bought one called a Temp Drop, which is actually um, not affiliated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an armband. It goes around your arm ah. and you just wear it all night and it just kind of reads your temperature and then you cool. connect it to your phone and it kind of picks the right temperature. It's a specific thing for basal body temperature. That's charge. amazing. Yeah. So I got one of them before I fell pregnant. Because I was like, I was curious about them because I had some patients using them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out. Yeah. Um, and it's so handy with breastfeeding because it doesn't matter how many yes. times you get up. It still kind of calculates the the optimum temperature. Amazing. Because what you're trying to get is basically the lowest temperature. That's why it's called the basal, basal body right. temperature. And that tends to happen like as soon as you wake up. Yes. But with the temp drop, it... it figures it out so you don't have to fascinating <laughs> yeah. oh that's good to know mm. that's good to know mm. so there are options out there if, yeah if there's something you're interested in totally that was the um other thing when you were talking about how you incorporate traditional Chinese medicine into your life that really sang out there is when you're saying winter we go more inwards I this winter I don't know what it was literally all weekend like I do obviously pregnancy yoga on a Sunday of and I would not want to do anything else mm -hmm. I was just like, like friends are hitting me up no no sorry I'm busy I just wanted to journal and meditate yep. all fucking well, weekend and it felt like not enough time it yep. was just crazy and I just remember thinking like it got to Sunday and I'm like I just like I've already I already know what I want to do next weekend and it's not to do anything with anyone it was just such a funny time so and I think this year I have been trying to be a bit more like intuitive and listening mm -hmm. to my body whereas in the past well, I go. wouldn't even let myself yeah. entertain that thought you yeah, know that's ridiculous yeah that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. and no yeah. it wouldn't even cross into my conscious mind because yeah. i w would have been planned out like a month in well, advance that's amazing but that's a sign yeah. that you clearly are listening totally to thank better. you thank yeah. you thank you yeah i definitely feel like i am trying to listen to my body more in that way yeah and then it's hard i yeah it is i don't know if you feel this but it's a constant conflict of you know wanting to get shit done at the same time while trying to Live an aligned feminine life. Absolutely, it's the, <laughs> it's the modern, the modern complexity. Modern. What is it? What's the word? I need. I don't know. Anyway. Conundrum. Almost. Conundrum. That's yes. a good one. The modern conundrum. Yes. Like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh well. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. My pleasure. Really so appreciate your time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group. So you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.